Hello from the Good People Fund, and welcome to a new episode of the Good People Talk podcast. This is where we visit GPF's change-making grantees who are turning visions into reality and creating positive impact and solutions for individuals and communities in the U.S., Israel, and elsewhere around the world. In this episode, Good People Fund Executive Director Naomi Eisenberger speaks with Naomi Brownstein and Vivi Mann, the founders of Tengav in Israel. Tengav works with social workers and uses a unique crowdfunding model to match donors with Israeli individuals and families facing severe hardship, supplying them with needs as varied as tuition aid for a promising student to a new bed for an elderly person. Visit goodpeoplefund.org for more information about all of GPF's grantees. For now, here's Naomi with Naomi and Vivi. Wow, it's it's so strange to see you both through a screen when we're so used to sitting and enjoying a cup of coffee. I don't like this new world we're living in. I'm trying very hard to remember who connected us. Whoever made that connection, it was like three days before I was leaving to come to Israel. And I heard about Tengav's work and I said, ah, I've got to see these people. This is right up our alley. And I remember sending an email and I had a packed two weeks plus of meetings. And I said, how is Friday morning? I think was 2015. Share with our listeners here the term Tengav, because I know it took me a while to, to be able to translate it. Well, you know, Naomi, we remember also very well meeting you the first time because we had not started our project that much before. And we were just so excited that somebody was seeking us out rather than us seeking them out. Ten Gov is really a play on words. Ten in Hebrew means give. And Gov in Hebrew means back as in your back. But in English, when you put the two together, it's Ten Gov as in give back. So it's a play on words to uh, tell the public that we're an organization that's all about giving back. So the two of you have been working together since the beginning of Tengav, which was, was that 2014? Yes. How did you both meet? Well, actually, Nomi and I have been working together for significantly longer than just the six years of Tengav. We, We worked in community projects and it became clear to us that how can we get people to do, how can we get people to, to act when it's very personal, when, when a donor or a, a person involved in an organization actually knows where his effort is going and that it doesn't always have to be huge. It can be a, a small amount and, and even a small effort, but he knows where it's going, that it's actually going to a real person. That's what turns people on. That's what gets people to do things. And we basically took that idea and started the TEMGOV platform so that we can offer people real opportunities to help in, in sometimes just a small way, but it can have some significant impact. How do you, how do you divide it up and stay friends? <laughs> the, the truth is we have a very good partnership, Vivian and I, and I think we're, we both feel very fortunate about that. And, and I think you, what, what's happened, and I think that's a good way to put it, there's been an organic split and because it developed very naturally, it, it really works very well for us. We know what Tengov means, but tell us a little bit about what is, what are the bones? So Tengov works very closely with social services agencies and with social workers. We're not looking to reinvent the wheel. We're not looking to come up with new programs. There are literally 
thousands of programs that exist in Israel dealing with all sorts of populations and all types of, of challenges. That said, those social workers or the therapists that are involved in those programs don't always have the ability to provide a holistic solution. So they could be working on one piece of the pie and then something very basic, like a, a refrigerator breaking or not being able to send a child to an after-school program. That can actually stymie up the success of a program because your client is now worried about something that can easily be resolved with just a little bit of help. And that's where TenGov comes in. We work with the social workers to understand the need to come up with the funding and to provide it quickly. And that way the family or the individual can continue working on resolving the larger challenge. So we work very much believe in the partnerships with the social workers. I, I if, think, I can, if I could just add yeah. the, bo- the bones, if you want to talk about the bones, yeah. the bones of the organization are that we, we get applications from social workers from agencies around the country that we work with for goods and services that their clients needs. And what are those goods and services? They could be basic needs like beds and fridges and refrigerators. They can be computers. It can be medical accessories, therapies. One of the things that we take pride in is the fact that if a social worker could convince us uh, that this is something that her client really needs, and it fits within our parameters. We don't. We do our, We have a, a ceiling on a no single application can exceed fifteen hundred dollars, for example. As long as it fits, in that we're very open and flexible to hear what a social worker believes her client needs. There's a very unique part to Tangov that we haven't talked about, and perhaps one of you would like to share the crowdsourcing component. When we launched Tengov, on the one hand, you know, Vivi in particular, and, and also, also myself, we were very aware of the fact that Israel's poor have vast needs that are not being met. At the same time, we really believe that there are so many good people around the world who want to give. And are they giving? And if they're not giving, why aren't they giving? And at the time that we started Tengov was also the time that crowdfunding uh, was uh, making itself known on the market. And we realized that this would be a good opportunity for Tengov because it gives people coming to visit our website the chance to give in a way that's very appealing. They get to choose who they want to give to. They read a personal story. The the names of the family or the individual have been changed, but the names of the social worker are correct. It's a a very powerful experience to be able to give something and to know that your money is going directly to that particular item. Um, We based ourselves on the 100% model, which we, we take pride in the fact that so far we've managed to sustain that model. That means if you choose a case online, all of your money is going to go to that case. And because we put a ceiling on the applications, we don't take an application from a social worker for any single item over $1,550. That means that your money's not getting lost in a sea of monies. When you give to something, it's going to make a real impact. If you and four or five other people buy a fridge for a family in need, or you and, and, and two other people pay for a psychodidactic evaluation for a youngster that really needs that in order to get other benefits that maybe are available to him from the government, then you are changing lives in a really, in a very real way. So crowdfunding even though that the funding part is the, is the thing that everybody focus on is really the platform that provides the flexibility for a person to choose something that speaks to them and to give directly to that item. That's what's so appealing uh, about crowdfunding. And that is uh, what is appealing about 10Gov. We're, we're able to bring unique giving opportunities to the, give, to the public that wants to, to give and everybody can find something that speaks to them personally. 
Naomi, I think what's also interesting about the platform is it allows people to have a conversation. It allows families to have a conversation about priorities and about understanding other people's challenges. And we hear oftentimes from our donors how they'll present, they'll, they'll look at the, at the website and they'll discuss the various cases and they'll hear from different of their family members what speaks to that person. And ultimately you make a decision, you know, let's say around Hanukkah time, they'll give out individual cards so that each person can choose a case. And then it's very interesting to hear the different people's perspective. It's driven by age or by interest, whatever it is. It's, it's a fun, meaningful activity. And uh, you can learn a lot about other people sitting around you and also yourself, what, what actually excites you, what, what, what motivates you to give. Yeah. Naomi, maybe this is a nice time that you could share with your listeners that uh, Tengav also has a B'nai Mitzvah program. That very often we, we yeah. have very meaningful, very meaningful experiences that families have. We create a, a page for the the ben or the bar or bat mitzvah, and families can uh, can put pictures up and text up, and they can send messages as of uh, Mazel Tov. And really, what happens is we accumulate an emotional account, whatever donations have been made in honor of that but or, or but mitzvah or bar mitzvah. And then afterwards, the family sits down together with all of this money, usually the parents and the child, and they look through the website and they see what they want to give to, or they they may write us an email and say, you know what, I'm really interested in more in older people right now. Do you have more cases than that that are on the website? And we're we're able to engage them and really provide them with opportunities that speak to them. That's that's really one of the most beautiful parts of this type of giving is that it is it's it's much like our own. It's deeply personal. Is there one particular case that made you stop and think, wow, what a good thing we have done by making this platform available? We do a lot of work with youth at risk. You know, these folks do not have family support. Oftentimes they're supporting themselves and paying for their own rent and their food, etc. And they're also working to, to pay their tuition and they just can't get there. They just, yeah. and, and we're not talking about huge amounts of money. We're talking about, let's say they're short 4,000, 6,000 shekel, which is, is no more than $1,500. And, but it's the difference between being able to complete the program and having to drop out. There's one woman whose mother had, young woman, she was 24, she was in law school, she was in her last year of law school. Um, she lived with her mother and her grandparents. Her mother had been sick for years and her grandparents were living on you know, disability benefits. And she worked full time and she actually, she excelled in school. I mean, it's like you read these, these reports and you're thinking, wow. I mean, like you're jealous of the ability to, to succeed the way she is. She just couldn't get it together to get those, that last payment. When we were able to pay it and then we, we received these thank you notes along with her, her diploma, that changes, that changes a life. You know, other sort of more mundane types of, uh, of products that we help with, certain goods that we help with, even a, a bed. We get lots of requests for beds from single mothers that their kids, you read the reports that we've actually been in some of the houses where they're sleeping literally on the floor on a mattress where the springs are coming through. And to be able to buy them a bed, it comes wrapped in plastic. It's got that, we got a, we got a letter once from a mother saying we had a, they had a new smell party. That's what it was called, the new smell party because they had never smelled a new item, a new product. So it's things like that that keep you going. I mean, yeah. you know that, Nomi, more than it's 
Yeah, it's the little things that are really not so little. That, that's the charge. That's what gives you, know, you the charge. You know, Naomi, that that is true and has been true for us during normal times. These, these last months of Corona um, have presented a, a sort of a completely different take where we're seeing that what we're providing isn't just bringing excitement, but some sometimes the, the people today are, are at a at a point of desperation, and what we're we're bringing them when we're giving them something, it's such a, a lifesaver for them, and we've never we've never felt the intensity of the feelings as profoundly as we have now. Even during, as you know, we launched our Corona Relief Fund. Um, right right at the outset in early March. And the response has been very heartwarming. It's been very wonderful. And right away, we anticipated that computers and tablets would be necessary for remote learning. And we had a social worker call us up and, and relay to us what had happened with one of her clients calling up and there's bedlam in the house and you can hear it in the background. And she's, she's basically crying saying, I have four children and one cell phone in the house. Okay, we're talking about homes without any computers or any tablets whatsoever. We've had a real a real role to play with the Corona Relief Fund in terms of assisting uh, by providing tablets and computers for school children and for elderly who have been isolated from their programs and special needs people who've been isolated for their programs. And we've provided rent assistance. And that's the type we're seeing of, you know, this is a much more... Uh, desperate response almost of gratitude by people that we're seeing today that has a bit of a, a different flavor than what we've seen until now. Yeah. Aside from the Corona Relief Fund, um, what other special funds do you have? We have two special funds. We have one called Onward for single mothers. And then our second one is called Boost for at-risk youth. Those funds grew from the need. There was just a, a tremendous need that we were seeing from these populations. And at the same time, we saw as we were posting requests for these populations, donors were responding to it. Donors clearly feel a particular desire to help single women get back on their feet, be able to provide for their children, be able to have vocational retraining so that they can a provide an income and also provide some self-respect to show their children that they're not only going to be the lowest man on the totem pole and the same with at-risk youth our donors seem to be particularly interested in at-risk youth because the ability to provide the, the assistance to get these people out of the, the cycle of poverty and on to something bigger and better is very exciting it's very satisfying Sorry, I'll just add on that with respect to Project Boost for youth at risk, the, the satisfaction in helping the risk is that in, in almost you know, in so many cases, it's a game changer for this person. And the satisfaction in helping the women, single mother, single women starting over again is the, the sympathy. It's, it's very hard not to feel for a woman, especially in Israel, where things are so expensive to have to set up a home again after divorce. In most case, many, many cases, these are either after divorce or they're single moms. And to outfit that with the most basic things like, like fridges and ovens and beds is a very expensive process here. So those two funds really speak to, uh, I think, the giving, giving people in general. It's a model that is easily replicated. We work currently with 35 social services departments throughout the country. Um, in addition, we work with, uh, we're able to get to most, to over 95 communities through some national programs. 
So within the social services departments, they'll have national programs, for example, for at-risk youth, for families that are working on financial counseling. Those are national programs. So we work with those programs and we're able to reach more than the 35 agencies. Okay, right. So you're using them, you're networking with them. Correct, correct. provide this kind of service. Um, Naomi, as, as you know, <laughs> the, the needs are great. There are as much as we can, as many donations as we can get, we can, we're like a funnel. We take them in and we put it out there. We, we get, we take our donations and we buy things and goods and services and we send them out. And right. I don't want to say the sky's the limit. Obviously there are administrative costs that are associated with growing, but the potential, the, the infrastructure is certainly there. We are hoping, by the way, we are yes. hoping to broaden our base of donors, not just because we want to help the, the needy Israeli families. We really believe everybody should get to give. It's an opportunity to give. It's something that is good for the donor and good for the social worker and, and good for the recipient. And we like to think of as 10Gov is really a platform that brings those, those three points of the triangle together. You know, the, yes, the needy person needs a bed or a fridge or an evaluation or a medical accessory. Yes, the social worker is killing herself, doing, giving her absolute 100% to her client, but sometimes that's just not enough. Sometimes in order to be credible, she needs to be able to give her client something tangible that the client needs. And that's where the 10 gov donors come in that third point of the triangle where they come and they get an opportunity to give something directly to a needy person. So 10 gov isn't just about helping the needy people. It's about giving opportunities to people that want to give that, that, that know that they're giving to something real, that it's been verified in the field by a professional. So from our point of view, expanding isn't only to help needy people. It's to provide uh, an outlet for giving uh, to the broader public. And we think that's a very important goal as well. You're absolutely correct. And I think it's a, it's a point that is sometimes forgotten is that you are providing an opportunity and it's an opportunity that comes with so many benefits, you know, aside from the rush of endorphins that will course through somebody's body knowing that they've done something good, there's real tangible results that come from that. And we don't point that out. If you were looking, looking to the future, COVID is going to go away one day. What do you see once we get beyond this? We, I think we can be sure that, that the needs in the coming year are going to be even greater than we've seen so far, of course, because of COVID, because of so much job loss and, uh, yeah. and opportunities lost for so many people. From uh, the giving public's point of view, our growth as an organization, our, what, our goal is really to be able to bring more and more uh, verified good giving opportunities to a greater number of people. So if we talk about what is what is the future, you know, the needs are are increasing, and and that means that our our obligation as well as our uh, opportunity to contribute and to help and be a part of making helping people making their lives better, those those opportunities are also going to increase. And we hope that uh, ten gov, we believe that ten gov is very well placed to yeah. uh, match to match the various parties together. What do you see, you know, finally, what, what do you see as the value of, of the connections that we have developed together? You know, the Good People Fund could not be a better name. They really are good people. I mean, <laughs> the, the host of people that you've gathered together, um, when, we, when we go for dinner, the whole group of people, I, you can yeah. only feel 
pride in being considered one of them, being part of this group. We've created this club, as you call it, so you know we, we can discuss things with them and see what their challenges are. It, it goes a long way. Right. I'll just I'll just add to that, Naomi, for your for your listeners as well, that the ability to consult with you and use you as a sounding board, you know, the, the goodness in that can't be overestimated because Vivi and I are sitting here by ourselves and hammering our, our heads against uh, the wall. And, and, and sometimes we get stuck and sometimes we're not sure what direction to go. And the, the fact that we can consult with you and you're sitting with your perspective uh, where you have been involved in so many different organizations, you've watched the developments and you've watched the ups and the downs. You, are, you and your, your colleagues are extremely well-placed to give us wise counsel. We appreciate that. Running a small nonprofit organization is, is challenging in so many ways not the least of which is that it is very isolating. We have many, many programs that are single people who have decided to take on some challenge. It's isolating. You don't always know which way to go. Many times the challenges are formidable. It is a two-way street because I get back just as much as, as we give. I get back and I think our, our donors get back because the inspiration that comes from hearing about the good work that you do and the successes that you have, it's all good in a world that is sometimes seems to be devoid of positives, particularly right now. I'm just grateful that our donors have made it possible for us to do what we do and to give visibility to people such as yourselves. You know, when we came up with the name Good People Fund, we said it is not only not only the people doing the work, but also the people who allow the work to happen. And that's our donors. I want to thank you for the time you've spent. I know it's dinner time there in Israel. I just hope that we have a relationship that continues for lots of years to come and that you are more and more able to continue to meet the challenges that we know are coming. Thank you. Thank you so much. much. Erev Tov to everyone. All the best. Bye-bye.